Uh, we're in a series called In Heaven, as in Tomball, and we're talking about how that we're meant to experience not just earth while on earth, that we're meant to experience heavenly things. Hope is an earthly thing, but when it's heavenly filled, it switches everything. Grace and peace is an earthly thing, but when we get heaven's peace and heaven's grace, it trickles down and it actually doesn't trickle down. That's not wrong. It, it, it infects everything and changes everything. So we're talking about that. And we've talked about a couple of things about the kingdom of heaven wants to continue to expand and that we need to honor a corn of seed. How many people remember how many kernels, how many seeds, corn seeds come from one corn seed plant? But there's an average of three corn cobs, an average of 800 kernels on each cob. So it's an average of 24. The kingdom of heaven loves multiplication. This is the weird thing, though. The kingdom of heaven can grow and expand even when we're dividing each other. The kingdom of heaven can grow and expand even when we're subtracting or things are subtracted from us. But the kingdom of heaven really loves multiplication. Your marriage and your, your love in your marriage isn't supposed to like diminish and be divided when children come along and when life starts happening. It's supposed to increase and be expanding. The kingdom of heaven always likes to expand. So we're in Luke 13, verse 21 this morning. Luke 13, 21. And uh, I'm going to also turn to uh, another scripture here down the road. If I, if I get to that, I've got four little points about this scripture. This is Jesus talking in verse 20 and 21. What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. And we hear a lot about the yeast of the enemy, the yeast of the devil. But we often forget there's a yeast of the kingdom. There's an infection of the kingdom that's meant to happen. So today, I want you to listen closely. The title is... The kingdom of heaven is like a fun guy. Get it? To explain it. But I found out that if you have to explain it, it's probably a a highly intelligent joke. I don't know if that's true or not, but but there you go. So I'm going to read this again uh, in a New Living translation. It says, Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she only put a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Every part of the dough is meant to be impacted. So in our illustration, the the dough can be your life, and the yeast is the kingdom of heaven. It's supposed to influence every part of your life. Now you need one, I'm going to pull this out here. You need one teaspoon of yeast. This is yeast. It's little tiny Looks almost like sand. Yeast of the kingdom, you need one teaspoon to one pound of flour approximately to make dough. Pizza dough specifically. Who wants to go make some pizza dough? you got some water, some salt. we got pizza dough ingredient right here. And, and when you add the little bit of water and a little bit of salt you need to this, you have about a 1 to 100 ratio. That's how much expansion the Lord loves. He loves that expansion. So I'm going to leave these up here for illustration. I'll come back to them as, as, we, as we move along. But I wanted you to get a picture of the kingdom of heaven. It's like a fun guy. And a fun guy is one guy, an infection in your body, 
and you're doing well, and then 24 hours later, you're not doing well. Your whole body begins to sweat, shut down, and maybe uh, get rid of some stuff that you thought you'd hold on to for a couple more days, like your steak dinner or something. So we have that, but also we have the kingdom of heaven is like a fun guy, an F-U-N-G-U-Y. He comes into the room, and he lifts something out of that room. But the kingdom of the devil is like a, a fun guy in the wrong way, like a depressed guy comes in and changes the atmosphere of the room. And we're meant to be fun guys or fungus. Fungus. We have a guy that doesn't work in our house. So I should call him Fungus. And um, his name is Gus. And so we, we should be those fun guys, those fun Gusses that come in and, and change things and transform the things around us. This is the problem often. I'll, I'll get to the problem later on in just a minute, okay? All right. So a couple things here. The first... The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, and yeast is very simple. In fact, it's a simple-celled fungus, yet it completely transforms the taste, texture, and uses of the dough. We are called to be simple, faith, faith-filled, childlike in the kingdom, not childish, but childlike in the kingdom, and we're supposed to tra- have our lives transformed and transform everything. Yeast is there. You're not like, woo, I got me a can of yeast. But you'll go, woo, I got me a bottle of beer. Right? There's nothing exciting about the yeast. It's what you do with the yeast and the things you put that yeast into. It's the same with the kingdom of heaven. There's nothing inherently exciting or huge or amazing about the kingdom of heaven until it is mixed into the dough of life. All right? We do not want a pile of yeast over here. We get some yeast and we go, oh, yeast. I've got a, I've got a little bag of yeast. I'm a Christian. i got yeast. And then keep it away from our dough all week. Keep it away from our marriage and our sickness and our finances. This yeast is meant to infect me. It is meant to infect everything. And the simplicity of how I received this yeast, just like we did worship and worship received hope. The simplicity of that is I have to receive it and I have to then knead it into my life, into every area of my life until it begins to expand. Now, have you seen, if you're sensitive, close your ears, okay? Kids, close your ears, do this. I'm kidding. Some of them are doing, have you ever seen a movie where someone gets infected and this is how the Planet of the Apes starts. They're in a lab. They think they're super smart. They drop a little vial or somebody gets a little vial on their skin. They find out that that person got sick. And then he, they, he goes, the population of the world has changed. The entire population of the world. And we get that part. But this is what's supposed to happen. That simple yeast of the kingdom is supposed to get within us, come through us, be around us. And it's supposed to infect us. The kingdom, Christianity, is meant to be an infectious disease. All right. And often this disease is transported by what? Some sort of blood or sweat or, you know, something coming, some, some little bit of slobber coming out of their mouth. And, and so we're, we're supposed to infect the people around us with the things of the kingdom. Now, you can, if you want, focus on, talk about, be concerned a lot about the yeast of the world. But instead, if we would declare and walk in and believe in and get yeast every day into the dough of our life, into every domain of the dough of our life, things would begin to switch for us and would begin to change the simple act of honoring the yeast of the kingdom in our life will push out the kingdom of darkness. 
Now, another thing we realize, the first one is yeast is simple. The second one we kind of touched on is it transforms everything, absolutely everything that it touches. The kingdom yeast is meant to change how you parent, meant to think, change how you feel about something. Kingdom yeast is supposed to overwhelm the yeast, the story and the memory and the experiences you've had in your past. So that it becomes a completely different story, a story of redemption instead of a story of pain or slavery or addiction. It's meant to change it. It transforms everything. How many of you have ever gone to a restaurant and said, all right, I want a whole big pile of yeast. But you've all gone and said, I want pancakes, I want toast, I want a Subway sandwich, I want to roll with my, my, my dinner, I want some tortillas. You're all fine with eating yeast, but not yeast by itself, but yeast mixed into things that transforms it. You know, Christian and I went to Paris for our 30th anniversary a few um, years ago, and we had you know the chocolate uh, croissants, chocolate-filled croissants for breakfast, and then you have a sandwich because we're eating on the cheap, so we're eating the hotel breakfast, and you're going, you're standing up and getting your sam, your French bread sandwich. It's on French bread because it's in France. I wonder if wheat bread is called French bread in France. They they just like it's whole grain, but it's all French bread. I don't know. So then and at dinner time, we, we realized that the cheapest thing you can eat, that one of the cheapest, best things you can eat in France, in most places in the world, is really good pizza. So we had pizza, I think, like five nights in a row. Uh, and um, so, But we never, ever ordered a bowl of yeast. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven stuck to everything, and it's supposed to transform it into something new, into something alive. But what we often do, we come to church, we hear a team sing, We get a little tiny glimpse of something. We hear a word and then we set it aside and we talk about, I have yeast over there, but we forget to work it into our life. We forget to work it into our depression, into our sickness, into our relationship problems, into our mental problems, into our emotional problems. We forget to, we we forget to mix it into how we see, how we hear in the world without that touch Without that needing of the, of, of the kingdom of heaven into our life, we're actually become like the Pharisees that store, that store away the leaven, the best things of heaven in religious form, keeping it separated from everything that it's supposed to transform. There is, I want you to hear this, there is no transformation in the kingdom leaven if you're not needing it into your life. There's, there's none. And I don't think, I don't think, you get a big bag of leaven to go with your little, little bit of a, a, a big, a big bag of yeast to go with your little bit of flour. I think it's always in faith. You get a little tiny bit of, of yeast to go with your big problem of flour. So because we don't need this of the kingdom to transform this, we only need one seedly supposed to always keep asking for leaven, really good yeast continues on and infects the dough and you break what do you do you have starter dough for for sourdough right we were just in san francisco and what did we post but eating a bowl of uh, clam chowder on the bay they're overlooking alcatraz over and the golden gate bridge to the left and you have a bowl of yeast bread that's been there it's like not i don't think it's since the gold rush but they have decade after decade they've passed along just the same yeast it's from the same dough 
we actually only need a little bit. And we keep asking for more faith or more anointing or more of this. And then we're holding our yeast until we get more yeast. And God's like, you get no more yeast until you put it into your dough. We've got, we've got to move into that where we're actually using our stuff. What fights this a lot is this belief that we need to keep the good things of the kingdom away from the bad things of darkness. And it's not true. The kingdom overwhelms darkness. Darkness, the flower does not overwhelm the kingdom. If it is overwhelming the kingdom in your life, then you're actually probably fighting it with like a plastic fork and spoon of religion instead of the sword of the kingdom of God. We're, we're more than conquerors. We're mighty afraid of our own darkness. I looked, I posted this on the journey page last night, but in the kingdom of heaven, we see this idea. This is my fourth uh, point. uh, I'm sorry, this is my, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Whoops. So think about the Thailand soccer team that was trapped. Within something like three or four days, their lungs were already being infected with fungus. Did you you know that, right? Their lungs already because of the spores in there, because of what they're breathing in. That is how powerful the kingdom of heaven is. And we're meant to breathe in kingdom of heaven stuff. That's what we do this morning. That's why we take Sunday morning, the first day of our week that moves from Sunday morning at sunrise to Saturday evening. We take that as our seven days and we start today and we give to the Lord in advance before we even know if we have energy for our week or if we have finances for our week or if we have uh, hope for our week. We start it on Sunday morning, giving financially, giving praise, giving into community because we believe that the little bit of yeast that we're able to give will impact the whole dough of the rest of our week. So breathing in kingdom fungus is important. And it's given to us to manifest bread and bread more abundantly. So if you're holding on, if you're aiming something and you're thinking that it's kingdom of heaven and that something's thing and you're seeing no hope, you're seeing no grace, you're seeing no peace, you're seeing no anointing for breakthrough, then you're aiming the wrong non-kingdom thing at that. We need to take the spiritual stuff of the kingdom and aim it at those things. So the third point, yeast needs to be kneaded into something. What's the dough of your life? What's the flower of your life that's remained flat, unattractive, tasteless, and not expanding? You need the yeast of the kingdom in that. I was going to take this wrapper off to show this, but I'm going to eat this bread later on and gain some weight this weekend. Because this is like, you can smell it through there. It smells awesome. So what, what do you have that looks like this that you want to turn into this? Because we all have a bunch of this in different areas, relationship, marriage, children, our physical bodies, our minds, our creativity, our anointing, our ministry. We all have this and we all want this, but we don't want to do anything with this like add a little bit of foolishness called the yeast of the kingdom. So the yeast must be rolled into something, must be rolled into something. It's got to be rolled into something. And you've got to roll it. God is not going to put the yeast that you have into something. He's asking you to do that. It's like a dough and makes the connection. And we've got to make that connection. We've got to make that connection. You know, we have this theory or this this wrong belief that the things of the kingdom, 
This is what I was getting to earlier. The things of the kingdom must be separated from the things of the world. The things that are sacred are tainted by the things that are, that are, that are um, secular. And it's totally not true. We're supposed to take the yeast of the kingdom and put it in our job. We're supposed to take the yeast of the kingdom and put it in our homes of how we do our yard work and how we honor our civic club and our neighbor. But it's, all, it's, it's everything. It does, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's like the yeast of the kingdom into how I treat my body and how I love my body and how I eat well or how I exercise. or how uh, it's, it's the yeast of the kingdom in my thoughts and my mind and how, and how I honor God with my amazing creative way of being me and the yeast of the kingdom in my personality. And all of those things begin to produce life and life more abundantly. Nobody will come and say, ooh, can I have some flour to eat today? But everybody will be, I do want some of that. We're supposed to smell good. We're supposed to look better than flour. We're supposed to taste good, taste and see, smell us. But what happens so often is we keep it all to ourselves. We keep some yeast over here, some flour over there. And we're supposed to mash it all together. You know, years ago, I... uh, Years ago, I, I heard that Daniel. Now, when I heard that Daniel was actually assigned in with the witches and warlocks and astrologers of the kingdom that he was held captive in and, and traded into as a slave. Okay, so here's Daniel. He's captured. He's brought into a slave. Daniel. The Lord sees no reason to take Daniel out and give him the title of pastor or prophet or apostle or preacher or Christian. Because the Lord knows that the leaven of heaven will infest and infect the the leaven of astrologers and witchcraft. And it will infect that and it will change an entire kingdom where he comes and he rules as one very high in the government. But we think all the time that I need to get out of this situation. I need to get out of my job. I need to get away from them. I need, and sometimes we do need to get out of our job. Sometimes we do need to say, I can't be around this group of people for a long time. I had a friend years ago that was into punk music, and, and he was probably, we were probably in our late 30s, and he asked me to go with him to a punk concert that had come back into town. He goes, I really want to go. I got these free tickets, but I know if I go, something bad might trigger back from like 20 years ago. And I went, and it was a pavilion. I think Cretia went too. Didn't you go with me? Yeah, we went. And if I remember right, nobody else, no other Christians that he asked would go with him because it's a wicked thing. But it's just a thing. And my, my, my leaven, my yeast of the kingdom transforms those things. And I did look up the scripture in Daniel. It's in Daniel 1 at the end of the chapter if you want to look at it. And it does say that he was listed with those, with those types of people. But we all want to fight for position in a, in, a, in a church domain instead of taking up our position in the kingdom of heaven that operates really well out here on earth. So the fourth point and the last point, yeast overcomes what it touches, which is kind of what I just talked about with Daniel, is yeast overcomes what it touches. In fact, the Apostle Paul uses this, this uh, idea that, the, that, uh, that a believing spouse impacts the non-believing family. And if you are afraid of darkness, then you haven't found the light in you. If you're afraid of the yeast of the world, you haven't found the yeast within you. And again, there are some things we stay away from. There's some darkness, things that we'd stay away from and all of that. 
you know, but with the yeast overcomes what it touches. And I, I heard somebody, uh, end of last year say, well, that's why I go out and drink with people. That's, that's me being the lot. I'm like, and well, they said, well, Jesus enjoyed the company of sinners. Yeah, but he enjoys the company. He enjoys our company without taking on our attributes. That makes sense. He enjoys sinners without, we, I can enjoy somebody who's a gossip or who's hateful. I can enjoy them, but I'm always yeast towards them, switching that gossip or that anger or that racism. So instead of like hating and pushing everybody away and keeping us separate, we don't want to come in and just jump in and just be like them. We stand as light and we stand as yeast. Does that make sense? So then there are, there are times we stay away, but there are, we do not, we do not take our, Jesus never took his standard and said, oh yeah, so to be around people, I will lower my standard. He actually kept rising the standard to kingdom level. He, he said, no, no, the, the, the church level is not the right level. The religious level is not the right level, but neither is the rebellious level. I'm going to take up to a kingdom level. So when we're around people, we take things up to a kingdom level. Your yeast, the fungus that's inside of you, the kingdom yeast is the kingdom of heaven is more powerful than the kingdom of the devil. The kingdom of heaven, the yeast of the kingdom of heaven, but it'll infect. So we have, we have the idea of the seed producing 2,400. We have the idea of the yeast, one, one teaspoonful of yeast goes into a hundred or more teaspoons of flour and it infects the whole thing. But we've got to be using the yeast, and we've got to be using it every day. So when you came in this morning, hopefully the Lord told you something during worship. Uh, you came in and you asked a question. You gave him something. Give something back. There, something happens. You heard something today. But if you then don't take that yeast and do something with it today, and you don't do something with it tomorrow, and you come back Sunday, and you still have your yeast, but now it's gone bad, you can keep it in the refrigerator, and your yeast can stay, live, be better longer. So that sourdough, you're supposed to take it. You're supposed to take and apply everything that you get. We've got to knead it in. You're not waiting for a big, giant scoop of yeast to solve all your problems. Now, we do believe in moments that, that God can, like, zap you and give you something, impart something. But our, that's God's part. Our part is the process. It's like, I'm going to stay in process. I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm seeking after some yeast of the kingdom. I'm going to be applying it to my anger. I'm going to be applying it to my sexism. I'm going to be applying it to my poverty. I'm going to be applying it to my marriage. I'm going to be applying it to my ministry. I'm going to be applying it to my future, my past, my pro- I'm going to be applying it. And then God can move wonderfully and powerfully. But we're in process. That's one. But what we don't want is revival where you come in and you get all excited. You get something, but you've not been in process to actually contain that. That's like you're, that's like you're thirsty. You're, 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 you're dying of thirst. You're, you're coming into the end of day three. You're dying of thirst. A thunderstorm comes. You gulp it. You get it. You hold some in your, your hands. You get a little bit wet on your clothes. So you're wet for another couple hours. But then you're totally thirsty in two more days. The kingdom of heaven process with yeast and farming and all of that is we're planting seeds based on the promise that thunderstorms and thunder showers and, and rain and, and, and some amazing things are coming. And I want my life to be prepared for it. 
Wouldn't that be horrible if somebody came, hey, I have a million dollar check for you today, but you got to put it in the bank by Wednesday or it can't be, you can't use it. And you're like, I don't have a bank account. And like, hey, because hey, hey, you didn't go, you, there's not processes there. We have processes and the processes of the kingdom I'm gonna, are just as important as revival moments. They're just as important. And it's our part to put in processes of how I give and how I live and how I treat my body, how I treat others. There's still, the yeast of the kingdom is really powerful in these areas. One, it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. In the Old Testament, if you touch someone with leprosy, you would get leprosy. In the New Testament, you touch someone that has leprosy and they get healed. So that's what we're thinking. That's, 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 that's the idea of revival. I'm going, to revive, I'm going to revive the kingdom of heaven within me, and it's going to spill out on other people. I'm going to get infected. I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be like, I'm going to ima- imagine. Have you ever seen like the, the, the little mold spore and they're in, a, they're in a petri dish and they grow and they're like, boop, 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 and all of a sudden it's like, boop, and it changes brilliant, beautiful colors. And, and if you saw Ant-Man, how many have seen Ant-Man? A few of them. Yes. So you see Ant-Man and they go into this subatomic, you know, particle. All the science gets confusing. But it's all these spores that are just like. And that's how imagine yourself when you're reading the word that you're not just reading. It's like sticking right here in a little computer slot, but it's actually creating fungus within you. That's overtaking how you that you don't rise up in anger. You don't you don't fall down in depression. You don't you don't rise up in judgment. But the kingdom of heaven is like a fun guy. That's inside you, that's overtaking the things that you have in you. Uh, in, in here, it's, uh, you know, we often reference God created Adam and Eve. It was a perfect world. Adam and Eve sinned. And now we're in suffering because of Adam's sin. But we forget the sacrifice of Jesus, which is our new starting point. So we don't, we don't have to reference back to Adam unless we're referencing Jesus as a redemption point. So we focus on the redemption of Jesus at the cross, not on the sin of Adam. In fact, Romans 5.17, so I use Romans 12.21 and Romans 5.17. For if by the trespass of one man death reigned through that one man... How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the right, gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? The selfless, act, the selfless act of Jesus overwhelms the selfish act of Adam. The yeast of the kingdom of God overwhelms the yeast of the kingdom of the devil. And we're to live out of the power of the... I want you to hear this, Well, We're to live out of the power of the cross, the promise of the cross, instead of out of the pain of the curse... Of Adam. We're supposed to live out of the power of the promise of the cross. That's our starting point. That's our, that's our infectious starting point. So when you have this bread, if you have a belief that Adam is your source of life today, then, then you will not experience the bread of life here on heaven. You'll talk about it. You'll, you'll, you'll try to act it out, but it won't happen. But... If you reference the cross of Jesus and the work of Jesus, that when he died, it hinged everything in history. And now you receive that, that you begin to walk in that life without sin. 
Not, not, not sinning. I know you know that, but, but you walk, you begin to have, that's how you have abundant life because you're what, if you, if you reference always Adam, what you're saying is, and I've said this before, but you're saying that, that my death when I die has more power of over sin than when Jesus died. We don't get to say that. We don't, don't get to say you can, you can say it, but it's not true. My life doesn't stop my life of sin. The death of Jesus and how he gave the life stops my life of sin. It allows the leaven of heaven to be constantly within me, constantly infecting things. And that bread of life, that abundance in life that we all seek for, the world is dying for life and life more abundantly. They're dying for freedom and they're willing to go after false freedom that says, I have the freedom to do whatever I want with my body. I have the freedom to what, to do whatever I want with my gender. I have the freedom to do with whatever I want with my time. I have the freedom to do whatever I want with everything. But there's no freedom in that. Their freedom comes from being connected and it comes it comes through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So the question that we end with is, will you allow the yeast of heaven to impact everything in you? Everything. And I don't mean like being, being religious and going, oh, I got to go get rid of this stuff or that stuff. It starts within. The, 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 the yeast of heaven starts within. And if you go out and try to clean the outside of you, who you are, It'll always turn back to being dirty. You'll always turn back to being poor. Statistically, if you get a, if you get a miracle like a surgery, like a, you have a heart attack and you don't do anything, yet, your chances of a heart attack go straight up because that surgery helps you and it's needed. But if you keep if you keep smoking and drinking and doing all this stuff, there's the problem occurs again. If somebody gives you pays your rent for six months, gives you all the money you need for six months, on the outside. In six months, you'll be right back because your lifestyle is within you. And the kingdom of heaven comes and wrecks that. It wrecks your status of your life. It wrecks the history that your parents may have written for you. It wrecks the history that the culture may have written for you. And it gives you a new history where there's bread aplenty, tons of bread, abundance, abundance, abundance. Just go ahead and, and stand up. And remember, two weeks ago, this is our third week in this in this series, you wrote down receiving hope. I would begin to take that word that those people you wrote their names down, the things you want to see change, that you would begin to declare hope over those situations. You would decide how you could help uh, help them see hope and how you can treat them with honor as if there's hope in their life and their sickness and things like that. So go ahead and bow your heads. And just ask yourself, am I willing for the yeast of heaven to shape my entire life.